It's the Broadly Entertaining Podcast for all you fem broads, them broads, and dude broads out there. Thank you for letting us entertain you. We've got fun, games, and feminism coming at you. Happy New Year. Let's party. It's the Broadly Entertaining Podcast. Hello, friends. I am Jamie, and I would like to offer you a clitoral correction. And I am Jonna, and I want to be more thoughtful about gatherings this year and perhaps all years. Happy fucking New Year. I am coming in hot. Yes, and (laughs) from a whole different location, I noticed. Yes, I am in my hometown of Reno, Nevada. I am here to direct a musical with my childhood bestie, Mallory, for Reed High School. Oh, that's exciting. What musical are you directing? Well, funny you should ask, Jamie. It just so happens to be the 10-year anniversary uh, since the last time I was here directing Les Miserables. So... 10 years, I know. And the 10 years ago when I did it for the first time, it was the 10-year anniversary of the school doing it. Mm. So this year, we're going to have a concert at the end of the run that involves all three generations of cast members um, and celebrating all and having them all on one stage, which is really, really cool. (laughs) That's fun. I cannot wait to hear all about it uh, and see it. I don't know if there's going to be a chance for me to see it. If I can't be live in Reno, but I will definitely want to hear all about it. Uh, I I also want to hear all about what you did for your New Year's Eve celebration. It is early January right now. Happy New Year. And Happy uh, New Year. I don't know what you did. So tell me. Well, uh, both my husband and I have decided to kind of take a break on the booze for a little while. We want to see if we can experience all of the big yearly celebrations and all that stuff without the booze Mm. tied to it. Mm. So this was actually my first New Year's in my adult-ish life (laughs) that I wasn't, you know, hammered and partying. So, of course, I was in bed by 10 p.m. That's what I did on New Year's Eve. (laughs) However, on New Year's Day, I took a page from our mutual friends, Sarah B and Chris P and hosted a New Year's Day double feature movie at my cabin. Um, I put about a month of thought into this. I had invited everybody that was kind of near us and we decided like, instead of trying to put the booze in the focus of every party, which is kind of how things are, it's like, yeah, come over to my house, bring a handle and we'll have a great time. And it always is kind of centered around the fact that booze is going to be there to save us from any social awkwardness. Mm. <laughs> but this time we're, we were trying to just think a little bit more thoroughly through our gatherings, why we gather and how we gather with our friends, even for these like really you know, kind of what people would think is like throwaway hangouts. Um, So I created a a really cozy floor space. I created a um, popcorn bar with three different popcorn bases and a bunch of seasonings. And everyone had their own personalized paper bag that had their name on it so they could make their own mixes of popcorn and had hot cider on a slow cooker upstairs in our living room so that nobody had to go downstairs into the (laughs) kitchen to re-up on anything. Everyone brought other finger foods and candy. And we just sat and snuggled and watched a couple of movies, uh, which I kind of wanted to ask you about, Jane me because I gave these people four options 
on a movie and I gave them a vote and they obviously voted to see what they wanted to watch. And I wanted to know what you would vote for. Okay. Can we also ask listeners? I think we can put a poll in the yes. show notes and find out. What I would love to for. ask the listeners. I would love to know what everybody else would want to see. So the first option was Snatch and Kung Fu Hustle. The second option was Brazil and The Big Lebowski. The third option was Mary Martin's televised stage <laughs> performance of Peter, Peter Pan <laughs> and uh, Life of Brian. And uh, the fourth was the new King Crimson documentary and Mary, Queen of Scots. Each of them had a little theme to them, if you didn't notice, and if you if you could pick up on them. I mean, frankly, I would have to go to IMDb because there are some of these movies that I'm not even sure I know anything about them, just from the title. Never heard of Brazil. Yeah, yeah, never heard of Brazil. That was a Colin thing. Anyway, but what would you vote for? Just based on my tendency to be like, I'm going to watch the same TV show I've already seen 18 times because it's comforting and I know the characters and what happens. I know Life of Brian and I know that uh, production of Peter Pan, but I haven't seen it in such a long time that I think I would probably choose that just for the like the comfort and the joy and the nostalgia. I wish that you were coming because that was also what Colin and I voted for, but we were the only ones that voted for oh. that one. Um, the majority of votes got Snatch and Kung Fu Hustle, which was not at all a disappointment. I had so much fun. I hadn't seen Snatch in forever. That's Guy Ritchie, right? I don't know, but Brad Pitt's in it and it's his all best like role. British or- they're all English yep. and like gangsters or so. Yeah, that's yes. Yeah. yeah. So the first one has a little bit of a gangster theme, mm-hmm. like um, because in Kung Fu Hustle, there's the axe gang. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, it was it was so fun. So that was what that was what won. Fun. Oh, that sounds yeah. lovely. Personalized popcorn bar. Look at you. Yeah, putting a little more thought, huh. putting a little more thought into my gatherings with friends. And I do it a lot. And so why the fuck not? Yeah. Awesome. Um, I didn't put quite as much into my uh, New Year's Eve and New Year's hang, but I think that was okay. Wayne was in Austin from Dallas for for almost a week, over a week, maybe, which is like a long stretch for him to be Mm -hmm. um, down here and, you know, working less than if he were up in Dallas. So we were able to just like take time and enjoy each other's company. Um, And I have this very old piece of magical chocolate that has moved around with me through apartments across the country. It's probably like two and a half. Years I can, old. I think I can like visualize what the it looks pu- like in my head. Came yes, like I know exactly. Wait, yeah. I ate those pucks also. Those are very old. Yes. <laughs> very old. So we, I mean, I put it, I put it on the double boiler on the stovetop, put in new chocolate, added banana, tried to like spruce it up a little bit. Um, But it was, it was not incredibly foreplanned. I started doing that at about one in the afternoon and at about four in the afternoon, we were leaving to go play mini golf at the Peter Pan putt putt. Oh, (laughs) didn't even make that connection yet. Um, yeah, so we went and we played some mini golf and then we just walked around. It was still pretty early on in the New Year's Eve celebration milieu. So a lot of bars were still kind of empty, not 
trying to go somewhere where there was a cover charge or bracelets or, you know, big party vibes. We were just, yeah, walking around looking for local businesses to support. We found um, a, a Mexican place that was doing its soft opening. So we went in and supported a new business and it was good. The food was really good. Had some chips and queso that were delicious. Wayne had three tacos. I was like, that's too much food for where my tummy is right now. Yeah. But I had a margarita. <laughs> you always have a margarita, sure. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. And then we just kind of walked around a little bit, made our way back home, popped in and out of a couple other bars. One smelled like a dirty mop bucket. So we did not stay there. It could not handle <laughs> that on a regular sensory day. <laughs> And yeah, and then we were back home and I think we watched a movie probably. I couldn't even tell you which. Uh, maybe we watched some like Schitt's Creek or Bob's Burgers. I don't know. Um, Classic. And we were in bed also by like 11-ish maybe. I was still awake mm-hmm. when all of the fireworks were going off, but I was 100% in bed. <laughs> yeah. Look at us all grown up. Yeah. Is that what it is? <laughs> <Not really. laughs> no. No, it's not. It's something else. I don't know what it is, but look at us. Well, I, I, I don't want to take any more time. I mean, not that I don't enjoy this time with you every time, Jamie, but I am very excited and psyched for today's guest. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a dear. She is saved in my phone as Eva soulmate <laughs> because when we originally met, we kicked it off. We hit it off so well and just we had a lot in common and we were just vibing. Um, but she is the founder of Art Cube Nation a social network and professional resource that began as a way for the art departments on film crews to minimize their waste footprint by sharing and reusing sets and prop pieces. I love this woman. I love her business. Please give a warm, warm welcome to Eva Radke to the Broadly Entertaining Podcast. I'm so happy to be here. And Jamie, yes, it was Terry Gilliam. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was Terry Gilliam that, that directed Brazil, Guy Ritchie that directed Snatch. But I'm trying, still trying to put together Brazil and Big Lebowski would have been my vote. <laughs> And I want to, know, but I want to know what they had in common because that Terry Gilliam did Brazil. It's dystopian. It's funky. And Big Lebowski. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be up all night. Uh, I'm gonna think of it though. I don't want any hands, but I'm like, I can. So I can tell you what I told them when they got their okay. vote. It was number one: murders and gangs and stuff. <laughs> Snatch kung fu. Hustle. Okay. Okay. Number two yeah. was. I'm innocent, I swear. The Big Lebowski, Brazil. Number okay. three, All right. far All out, right. man. Let's sing about it. <laughs> and number four, royalty is fabulous and also fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Coming from a queen. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. Hello. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here, Eva, and just being the light of everyone's life. Oh, well, my goodness. I'll... <laughs> Take it in stride, I suppose. Uh, and you gave me an invite for something fun to do on New Year's. I don't know if you ended up doing that thing, but what was your New Year's like? It was fabulous. First of all, I had so many pretty sparkly dresses that were just sitting there from the, the times. <laughs> so they were very excited to go out Friday and Saturday and also have a hangover party on Sunday. Yes. So I did not... <laughs> To take Gian, a page out of Gianna's book of all. Um, I had a great time because I really needed a great time because I've been busting my hump this year and my dresses needed taking out. Yeah. They, they were going to leave. They were going to take off. Yeah. They're like, you don't appreciate us. You Look at us. Right. <laughs> Just sitting here on a hanger like a nothing. 
So I really got dolled up uh, just day after day. I felt fabulous. It was really super fun. And I went to Gemini and Scorpio loft with just reopened. And it was really in particular uh, meaningful to me because the owner of that, of that events company, we met dumpster diving on men in black three and became fast friends. And in fact, most everything inside this loft has been from Art Cube or from film that's recycling a previous venture. And so it's like this museum of lost props. It's also a beautiful 5,000 square foot loft space where I just sort of, you know, go <laughs> and do things and, and know things. And, and it's fam- this familiar, I feel like it's the reuse museum and it's just great. I was happy to do it. And for the hangover party, it's funny. I had about nine people come over, had my Aunt Lucy's Black Eyed Peas. She's in Morocco right now with her 20-something lover, and she's 20 years older than me. You don't do that math. <laughs> so because I miss her, I made, and it's it's good luck. I made Black Eyed Peas for my friends, for my Yankee friends. Um, and it was just really fun. But it's funny. The people who showed up were not hungover. <laughs> <laughs> none of them. Just, just none of them. Just me. I was like, oh, my God, I ripped the shreds that. And I'm like, why did I have a party today? Uh, that's all right. They were <laughs> but, there to support you. Uh, make sure you had another opportunity to wear something, something out of your closet. I love it when my friends, I love it when my friends from different parts of my life meet each other. And this is not meant to be morbid, but I'm like, man, is my (laughs) funeral going to be fun? Fuck yeah. Because they're, you know, like, what a blast. I'm not getting married again. So there's only one more reason to get the whole entire gang in. (laughs) So that's it. Love that. Love that. <laughs> and well, let's go back to, to this idea of the reuse museum and why that is right up your alley. Let's dive into talking about Art Cube Nation. Let's do that. As Jonathan <laughs> mentioned earlier, um, its origins around waste reduction. You just talked about dumpster diving on the set of Men in Black 3. So clearly there are a lot of stories. <laughs> Love that. So can you give us the founder's version of how you started Art Cube Nation? I certainly can. I'll make it succinct. So I was working on a television commercial and uh, I pulled, it was one of these jobs that just one miracle after the other, I performed, I performed it. I did it. Got there. I was on time. You name it. But then it came to the wrap day. And out of all of these miracles I pulled off, I get, and this is back in 2007, mind you, um, there was a mid-century credenza that we bought from a Soho boutique. And I thought that I had given it away on Craigslist because they wouldn't take it back. The crew couldn't take it. Couldn't find a buyer. I had two days to do it. I was in a hurry. And then my Craigslist before it was creepy, by the way, um, but like ghosted (laughs) just didn't show up. And it was four 55 in five minutes. We were going to be an OT. It was the only thing left on the stage. And I had the grips toss it in a dumpster. And I think about that mid-century credenza every single day. And I go, how is it? that I can pull off all of these things. I get mint plants, hydroponically grown, flown up from Florida and on time and verdant and bushy, but I can't give away a mid-century cadenza in New York City. Something is wrong. So I just become a mother at the time. I was on this like mommy's group. So I'm like, I'm going to start my own group of set decorators so we can talk to one another. So it was me and 30 people. I named it Art Cube, named after the Art Cube truck a cube truck. You see them everywhere. And we just started talking to one another. And, and I feel like even though I think about that mid-century cadenza every single day, it was an inspiration because now we have diverted uh, hundreds of tons, 
just through this network. It's become part of the culture of RQ. Let's give it away. There's no hoarding of resources. Mm -hmm. And it's just keep this out of a dumpster. So now with the new development, like I am knee deep in active development right now, we are working on ways for to make to, to make Art Cube Nation a actual organizational tool. That's so awesome. That probably, yeah, that's so awesome. I, I, I was just going to ask you about what's new because that origin story is so rich and beautiful and juicy. And I anybody that has been anywhere near any sort of production can feel your pain and know exactly what you're talking about. And I know that you have a big launch coming up. So like, yeah, let's 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 talk about the juicy future. Right. So so here's the deal. I'm baking in an environmental and social solution into a job solution because we need to be organized from the very beginning. See, if you ever, have you ever talked to a deck, set decker and ask them to see a picture, they're scrolling past 5,000 couches before <laughs> they can get to their, to their mom, you know? It's yeah. So, yeah. and, and all the research photos, they just go to waste. And so if we can organize the sourcing, then we have those, they have those photos. We have that research ahead of time. And then mm. that can go up on the market to be sold two months in advance if we want. Oh so the organizational tools that we're going to be building are going to satisfy how difficult the job really is. And yeah. also local sourcing. How can we find what you need from local sources enough with Amazon? And how can we start wrapping when we're prepping? So that is what we're going to use the tech for. And there are thousands of users and members. I don't like to call them users, but that's the technical term. Right. But what do we call them? Cubers. <laughs> there are thousands of cubers now that just get snatched up. Yeah. And so, it, it, you know, it's, it's already used a tool. I'm making it easier now. And also something really important that accounting will like, because we know if accounting's happy, we're all <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, that sounds super techy. It's it's connecting a lot of dots. And yeah. unfortunately, I'm not a coder, <laughs> but I just have to tell them I have to know what's possible as a non-technical tech founder. Yeah. I do have to know what's possible. Yep. I have to know what's out there so I know what I can ask of them and understand the mm -hmm. system. Mm -hmm. And so um it's it can be tricky, and particularly when they hand you the keys and they're like, okay, all done. You're like, hey, okay, I got it. I think where's the button? You know, <laughs> yeah. but it's a dynamic and I cannot, cannot, cannot wait to launch the beta. We launched on Monday. Ah! So we have about a hundred cubers have volunteered to, uh, to beta test for us. But here's the problem. I don't think they're going to find much because our Ukrainian team is so, so good. I've been through many developers. I have found the best. Yeah, yeah. Tell us more about that. Obviously you are no stranger to marrying work with a, a, a valuable cause and wanting to support people and the world that we live in. Um, so tell us about this team of Ukrainians that you're working with and how they sure. are supporting your exciting launch. Yeah. So when I decided it was time to, to start all over and to build from the ground up, I knew I needed a very strong team, but I also take the, the, the membership fees that people pay very seriously. I want everything to be a Swiss army knife of uses. So it, it should go to not only developing the tech that's going to help their work life, but it should also serve a purpose. And with the Russian-Ukrainian war, I absolutely wanted to support the country, their GNP, their gross national product. And, and so that's what we did. And I hired, and, I, and if, 
I think if I hadn't found a satisfactory, I may have moved on. But I just by wanting a Ukrainian team for for the geopolitical reasons, mm-hmm. I interviewed a lot of people and I found a super incredible agency. And since May, I think we've been their only a boutique agency of 20 people that have been working and designing and creating and and they're it and I've given them agency. I'm like, can we just make whoever designed that the art director and let them make decisions? Because clearly they're so good at it and their their heart and soul is in it. And and I have to say, like, it's given me perspective. Yeah. I mean, d- things have been delayed a little bit because sometimes they haven't had electricity mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or the stripe consultant. He was drafted mm-hmm. and he had to go. People have lost people while I've been on with them. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like there's nothing for me to worry about on my end as long as they're okay. Mm-hmm. If something mm-hmm. wasn't quite right, if something got a little behind, it was like, that's okay. My team is safe. Mm-hmm. My team is warm. Their children are okay. They're f- like, it really made, and I think I w- might have been that anyway if like something had gone on. But the fact is, like, I just have been chill. Yeah. Like this will happen when it happens mm-hmm. because I, and we've developed an incredible amount of trust and a professional friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I couldn't be happier with them. And I, 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 I'll stick with them and I'll recommend them. Impro.email. You should go. Yeah, I was them. just going to ask you who they were. <laughs> I was like, we should absolutely yeah. shout them out because they are an inspiration to me every single day. And they will be to you too. We can, yeah. I can give you all the information. Yeah. Later and we'll put them in our show notes so that people can look it up. Right. Um, I know awesome. that I've, we've talked about this and you've talked about your Ukrainian team and how amazingly impressed you are with them. And so I, yeah, well, we should absolutely be shouting them out <laughs> as much as possible. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, thank you so much for just being a thoughtful person. I, I don't know, like having a thoughtful person in your sphere, in your world, just somebody that thinks and cares and makes decisions that aren't always based in money, that are based in like what is best for you. That's something that Jamie and I are really big on with each other. That's why we work well. It's like if, I mean, I was, I just moved to Reno for three months, right? Like I've been stressing out for the past couple of months, but my business partner yeah. is like, Hey, you're going through a lot. Like, and she's picked up so much slack from me in the past, I'm going to say year, honestly, <laughs> but like, it's, it's important. <laughs> to have those people around you because like why the fuck not like fuck don't be a dick guys <laughs> everyone you know and this is what you know why i think i i like working I, I like being a woman owner of a business because i feel like i can pass down the philosophy that we're all human that we all make mistakes that sometimes we cry at work and you should because it's good for you <laughs> and that and that i get to develop my own business model of how work mm-hmm. is done you know, and, and again, the membership fees that needs to be taken very seriously. I want them to know that 90% of where, of what they pay is going into the tech, mm-hmm. not to me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we are a big fan of money well spent and crying when you have to cry. So I am definitely, <laughs> definitely support those messages. Do you guys all want to cry right now? Real quick? <laughs> just real everyone quick. Just... <laughs> I wish I had to. I, I wish I had to. I really need to pee, oh actually, you know, but like, you know, it's whenever the camera comes, whenever the zoom comes, <laughs> I'm like, uh oh. All right, well, we're going to use that energy because in addition to crying when you need to cry, we are a fan of celebrating good news with a party game. 
Party, party, party. Okay, I like party uh, games. Being here is good news. Uh, and we have just heard a lot of great news about Art Cube Nation, where you've been, where you're going, what you do, what your mission is. Um, so we have put together a friendly competition that we are calling New Year, New Blank, a new game. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> okay. Will you play with us? <sighs> I would love to. That's fantastic. I love games. That was directed at me. (laughs) She knows I'm in. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I just, is there someone else here? Um, Yes, awesome. Uh, So before you came on, Jonna and I actually had a quick little fight about who would get to be your teammate, Eva. Uh, So what we decided is to make a game that gives both of us that opportunity. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Even the okay. playing field, because I was like, "No way am I giving you Eva my most valuable player." No way. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, guys! I hope I live up to your expectations. I don't know. Well, it's Friday. you are end of day. Friday. You will. You will. Uh, so we're gonna just take turns presenting our sets of three clues, and we'll take turns also being your teammate. So that's how that's gonna work. You're gonna be on my team, then you're gonna be on her team. The team with the most points wins uh, something awesome like a virtual high five (laughs) (laughs) okay can do can do can do um yes awesome every clue that we are going to offer up starts with the name of the game new year new blank but instead of saying the word blank we are going to fill that with a clue for an answer and that answer starts with the word or the syllable new Here's an example because examples are always helpful. If I were to say Mm -hmm. New Year, New Channel Island that gave its name to an East Coast state with a famous shoreline. Do you have any? Would it be New Jersey? Yeah. I, I didn't get it till the second. I was you like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, I got you, it. I did you get it. Totally got, you got it. it. And that that's was why great. we both want to be on your team. See? Exactly. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I'm a puzzler. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to keep rolling in the host position. So, Jonna and Eva, you get to play the team round first. Um, Jonna, you and I don't know each other's answers or clues that we're bringing to the table. So, if I happen to give a clue for an answer that you also brought to the game just don't say anything to give that away i won't i will play it off so legit no one will ever know because i will be playing it off the most legit beautiful (laughs) all right here we go here we go number one new year new couple on their honeymoon i know this one i know what it is newlyweds Yay! I don't repeat it. Well done. That is one point for Jonna and Eva. Here is question number two, uh, or clue number two, I should say. New year, new private university in Manhattan with alumni including B. Arthur, Ai Weiwei, and Donna Karen. I think I know. I think I know too. What is the new school? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I like and why am I asking it like it's Jeopardy? <laughs> I know, I'm because I loved it because Alex Trebek. Yeah. Absolutely, all right. No shades of Jeopardy, I know. Right. of course. 
<laughs> zero, zero shade. That is a pivot. That is a good show. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Well done. Two for two. Here's number three. Here's number three in the Jamie Clue part of the game. New year, new Disney musical movie from 1992 starring Christian Bale, Robert Duvall, and a whole cast of dancing, singing boys. Oh, I know. That last, oh, that last bit. The new singing Can you ask me the question one more time? Yeah. Sorry, I got distracted. Absolutely. New year, new Disney musical movie from 1992 starring Christian Bale, Robert Duvall, and a whole cast of dancing, singing boys. And Bill Pullman, I forgot to mention the first time. Oh. Can't have 1992 without Bill Pullman. <laughs> I know, right? That was the Bill that Pullman really year, for sure. I, I, I'll, Gianna, you're going to have to take I this one. I know this one. one. I, I, Newsies! Yeah. That's imp so impressive. Yeah. What was I doing in 1990? Oh, I was a junior in college. You weren't doing Bill Pullman. So, I know that much. I was <laughs> not doing Bill Pullman, but I might have been doing Robert Rodriguez at the time. We went to film school together. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, but I didn't. He was too intimidating and really cute, and he did the local cartoon, and I was intimidated. Now I wish I had made out. Uh, that's okay. We'll well, another time. Maybe he'll well, hear this podcast. <laughs> I think he. I think he will send it to his yeah, agent. See what he what, says. Yeah. <laughs> they strike me as thruple curious at minimum. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thruple curious. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can help. Yeah, you can. Um, all right. Well, that was good. Now let's see what happens when we switch up. Eva and Jamie are now on a team. All right. Okay. Clue number one. And it's, I love, anyway. New year, new life under 28 days in existence. What is newborn? Yeah, I'm still saying it. Like, I'm just gonna do it like true. Like, like no, I can't continue. Help it. I can't help it. I'll be, I'll be really upset with you. If it's you my homage to, to Mr. Trebek. <laughs> what an angel! All right, here we go. New year, new third concept of inertia, proving there's always an equal and opposite reaction to every action. Wait a minute. I do know this. I mean, yes, you to, do. I'm gonna have to do. Okay, ask me the question one more time. I'm stalling. You got it. New year, new third concept of inertia, proving there's always an equal and opposite reaction to every action. Well, I think what is Newton's law? Yeah, Newton's third law. Yeah, yeah third but law. I gave yeah, you yeah. third. Well, you, well, you put third, in the, third in the clue. I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the buzzer? <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll check with the producers. What do they say? Yes, you get the head. <laughs> <Get away. laughs> All right. Number clue three. Here we go. New year, new canine crossbreed of a large black, brown, or black and white working dog from Canada with a popular breed often portrayed as snooty divas in a lot of our media. One more time. New year, new canine crossbreed of a large black, brown, or black and white working dog with, uh, from Canada with a popular breed often portrayed as a snooty diva. I think I just have to make this word up. They did. Yes, okay. So I think it's they a, sure did. I'll I, tell you that much. I think it's a Newfoundland doodle. Is it a Newfoundland doodle? No, but that is a great name. Very <laughs> good. Is it just a noodle, but they spell it E-W? Or is it a Newfoodle? Nope. It is a Newfie-poo. 
And Nancy Poo. I don't know how I didn't come up with that on my own. That's really confusing. That does not I sound just missed it. I'm Kennel Club of Poo. I, <laughs> I don't I want to name the next crossbreeded puppies because that makes zero sense to me. I feel like I need to talk to somebody. Who are I came people? across this in my Google searching and Newfie Poo just had to make it into this. <laughs> it really did. It was an important question. <laughs> I knew but you weren't going to get it right. I'm sorry that I set you up, but it, that's uh, okay. It was a- that's yeah, all right. You set well me up. That's okay. I don't feel bad about it. I don't. I don't feel bad at all. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't. <laughs> No, and you still. I love it though. I could do this all day. Can we do it like seventeen more? Because I really like this. Uh, yay! We'll make more. You'll come back and beta test them for us. It'll Absolutely. Cool. Um, well, Eva, would you mind sticking around after for a little be a feminist segment? Little. As long as it's all about women, sure. The Broadly Entertaining podcast is about to enter its expert era. If season one was about getting to know us and us getting to know podcasting, season two will be all about confidence in who we are and what we know. We'll continue to feature phenomenal women and guests with amazing backgrounds in theater, comedy, community building, game shows, and more and more. You'll get to meet some of our favorite clients and partners. Plus, a whole lot more fun games and feminism, of course. So follow us in your podcast feed and turn on your notifications so you don't miss a beat. The Broadly Entertaining Podcast is coming back in March 2023 for a brand new season. You're going to love it. We are back and ready to celebrate all things good female and inclusive in our be a feminist shout outs eva my darling would you you want to get us started do you have anything fun in the feminist world you want to share or maybe even just your thoughts on feminism I think I do have some thoughts on feminism. You know, I I hear a lot of, particularly if they're entrepreneurs or thinking about it, I really want women to understand that they're probably right. You know, that their instincts are good, that there's long-term thinking and emotion belongs in business as much as it does in your life. And that, and also that you need to be aware of the relationships that we choose, whether they're business or personal, that that your needs are absolutely important. There's no bending when you know that. And to really stick by your values Mm -hmm. and no one else's, and just know that you know that when you are powerful, when people start to try to take it. Mm -hmm. That's right. So lean into that power and hold on to all of it and be successful and be aware. That's all I have to say. Yep. Oh yeah. That was beautiful. Amen. 
I'm going to stitch in a bunch of crowd applause and whooping <laughs> and hollering at the end of that. Um, and actually, it's kind of the perfect thing to to support what my section of Be a Feminist is. It, because like I said earlier, I'm here to direct a play. And I was thinking about all of these stage managers in my life and how I have had in 30 years of being on stage... One, I think, and maybe there's some of my childhood that I've forgotten, I'll say that, but one that I know of and remember is a gay man in San Francisco, but every single other was woman or non-binary. So I just wanted to shout out all of those fucking stage managers out there because it is a job that gets no spotlight, hardly any recognition at all, no thanks. If you're in the industry, you know and, and even some people in the industry don't fully understand. Um, but if you're out of the industry, you have no idea that this job, it, it, the show would be complete shit without this person. It would just <laughs> be absolute shit without the stage manager. So this is just my, my be a feminist is shouting out all those badass, awesome women stage managers that I have worked with over the years and couldn't have done it without you. Yeah. Hell yeah. More applause and whoop and holler. <laughs> Absolutely. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Absolutely. Yeah. The lateral thinkers who think of everything, yes. you know? Yep. Mm -hmm. yeah. yep. Without stage managers, Lot everyone it, else yeah. would fall apart. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and Art Cube actually has a bunch of stage manager jobs come up and every once in a while, too, for people where, you know, and, and even theater doesn't like to throw things away, too. Amen. So, and, guess who, and guess who takes care of that? The stage manager. Yep. Guess, guess who posts all that stuff? The stage manager. Guess mm -hmm. who got their job on it? So it's really great that you did yeah. that. I think, and that you're shouting out to them because I yeah. hear you. Amen. Props, props, folks, too. I, anyway, anyway, go stage managers. <laughs> go all we the women. We can go forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a turn. I'm going to take a turn with my, my Be a Feminist this month. It's actually a follow-up to my clitoral focused offering from our November episode. Um, I want to correct, clarify, expand a little bit on what I offered previously. A um, couple of things I learned recently listening to a, uh, a, a fascinating and enlightening interview uh, with science journalist Rachel E. Gross, who is author of the book, Vagina Obscura, An Anatomical Voyage. I listened to this interview on an episode of Think, which is one of my most listened to podcasts. Um, and the episode is from June 2022. You can also find it in their list of like favorites from the last year. And it's called What Medical Science Didn't Know About Vaginas. Um, and it's just really fucking fascinating. Obviously, I recommend that everybody check out the episode and then buy the book and display it proudly in your homes. But one of the things that I learned in this episode is that the term female genital mutilation is actually outdated. And there are people that prefer that we use the term female genital cutting because mutilation implies a total lack of agency. And there are people in the world who make the choice for themselves for various reasons. And it is not up to our Western world to take that uh, away. So always, always ready to change what I call things when people who know better say we'd prefer if you called it X, I will do that. And I also wrongfully implied that the, the ratio of the size of the clitoris to the size of the hand, I feel like I implied 
that the entire clitoris is only the external part, but we were talking all about how it there's the internal shaft and it is very similar um, to the penis, but it is internal, not external. Um, so just in case anybody was listening and was like, Jamie, you misspoke about the size of the clitoris. I am here to apologize for it um, and recommend that you go listen to and learn from people who know better. But, you know, whenever I can get on the podcast and talk about the clitoris, apparently I'm going to do it. So there you go. <laughs> I'll be listening later. Yeah, I was going to say, you know what? I don't think I don't know if you knew this, Jamie, but like, even though that was a little bit of a left turn, knowing Eva totes wasn't like super in <laughs> super in the zone for Eva and how she operates and wants to know about and learn about like it fit right the fuck in <laughs> it really it really does and for my and for my current exploration too yeah. you know what I mean so I think I think that keeping the knowledge and keep in like because you can educate others yeah you know when you know and particularly like it's great that we ladies know what our body parts are doing mm-hmm. but if we can openly share that mm-hmm. with our gentlemen or lady other lady friends who may not know whomever you're with or uh then i think that you know that that's a really great thing and that jamie more than you're doing on this podcast but i should watch the podcast <laughs> learn and talk about it and teach others um oh, well thanks. you're just the star star podcast guest eva thank you thank you thank you thank you so much for spending part of your day with us today and sharing everything that you have to share and also thank you for inventing art cube and for having the impetus to change things and to make this world a better place and better than you left it or found it rather uh, both uh so <laughs> thank you thank you for being here and thank you guys i love what you're doing i love your ethos. I support you 100%. And, you know, just keep rocking it. I do anything for you guys. You just let me know. <laughs> Thanks. Eva. Same. You're the bees knees. Uh, well, have a lovely rest of your day, Eva. Okay. You guys too. Hang in there. Awesome. Love you guys. Bye. Love you. And that was our final episode of season one. We have so many exciting guests and topics planned for season two. Speaking of exciting guests, uh, how awesome was Eva from Art Cube Nation? She's so amazing. Such an amazing woman. And we are so thankful that she joined us today. Um, And also thank you listeners for tuning in. Check the show notes for links and a transcript of this episode. The Broadly Entertaining Podcast is produced and hosted by Jonna DeGesso and Jamie Rossler of Broadly Entertaining. (laughs) Jamie drafts the outline and the transcript, plus a video version for YouTube. Jonna composes and performs all the music, plus she does the audio editing and sound mixing. If you like what we do, please rate us with all the stars in your podcast player of choice. It only takes a second and makes a huge difference. You can also follow us in your podcast feed so you never miss an episode. Tell a friend because word of mouth is priceless, especially for a small micro business such as ours. (laughs) And don't forget, you can hire us to host or plan your next party. We're based in New York State, Central Texas, or anywhere you've got an internet connection. 
Go to broadlyentertaining.com to connect with us and learn more. Happy New Year, Broads. We'll be back in your feeds at the end of March. Until then, cheers to fun, games, and feminism. We hope to party with you soon. Bye. would love an opportunity to say it's also for jobs and people in the industry for art cube. It's not just a version that people who work in the industry should join for to get work.